0: Hello, dear world, this is Serena Oliveira, and today I'm going to be talking about boundaries, self-talk, our inner critic, and how ultimately we each and one of us can reserve our place at the top of the angelic ladder of common sense. If you haven't already, go grab a piece of paper and a pen or your journal, grab your tea If you're driving, drive safe, and I hope you enjoy today's show. So humans have this amazing ability to remember, and we can store a large amount of information, and sometimes that can be in our favor, sometimes it can work against us. I've been running moms groups for the last four years, nearly five years. And since 2016, I've heard hundreds of stories and heard out moms and held space for sharing. And one thing I noticed this week during our group was that there's this common theme that comes up for a lot of us, whether we've had a child, and it doesn't matter if you've had a child or not, it's a common theme of the inner critic and. This voice inside of us can come up and tell us that we're not good enough, that we're not enough, or that we suck. And it's interesting because I just wanted to emphasize that you are enough, and this is why, because we have a capacity, yeah, to see ourselves and to feel through life intuitively and with trust. And we have ultimately this natural ability And these normal tendencies that we are born with to really feel this expansion of confidence and to really feel our power because we have this power by design, right? Like we are innately amazing and we are distinctly different from other animals around us. And every single creature on this planet has these amazing adaptive tendencies, And in our process of being raised in our culture and society these days, we have this downloaded reality where there's a compilation of self-awareness that we're taught based on the expectations around us. And those normal tendencies of trusting ourselves and feeling into our power are lost in the process of domestication. And so it could be that when a child challenges us at the age of two with, no, they're actually simply asserting their freedom upon our defined sense of expectations. And when we create these boundaries of saying, no, don't do that, or don't touch that, or don't explore there, sometimes, yeah, we do actually save their lives or prevent them from getting hurt. But sometimes there can be a point of attention where we can actually... Do more harm than good. So an example of this is if we're really tired and exhausted and if we tell our kids that they need to be quiet and they're too loud. Um, Sometimes it can come across as being harsh. And, and there's an example of this in uh, in some cases where we might even say, I don't like your voice. You don't have a nice voice. I want you to be quiet now. And that can actually be an incident where there's like this long-lasting trauma. This is an example of what can happen is that this child might not ever sing again or feel afraid to even communicate and share their voice. So there's these little lines of communication, these narratives that pulse through our interactions in our day-to-day. And these create patterns that we inherit as adults. And unfortunately, it's this form of domestication where one by one with our interactions with these scenarios, we have these understandings and internalized embodied agreements where our freedom and our sense of self disappears. So an example too is that If we feel this kind of inner niggly feeling um, when we're feeling like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. We might feel this internalized shaming or blaming. And when we're sleep deprived with young babies, for example, we might feel like we really suck. We feel like we want to give up. And our freedom to really feel into the inner trust is severely waned. So there's a system too, right? Like it just it starts with our external culture and world, and then it extends into our first impressions when we go to school, and we're expected to work in a certain way. And so these expectations become this way that we actually can judge ourselves. And we judge the world around us every single day. We judge the weather, we judge our dogs, we judge our cats, we judge our kids, we judge our partners, and we judge ourselves. So how do we reclaim our inner confidence? This is a huge question, but also a simple question, right? It comes up, I think, for all of us because are we good enough? What does good enough mean? And the product of domestication is this scenario where we have our own defining patterns of worthiness. So let's say if I feel shitty about myself, if I'm putting myself down every day and telling myself I'm not good enough and telling myself that I really... I'm not a good mom or I'm not a good partner or I embrace this feeling of rejection based on assumption, then there's this trippy inner dialogue and inner narrative that actually sabotages the world that I choose to create in my own life. And this is where it gets really trippy where if you cannot love yourself or you cannot accept yourself and cannot, like feel into your own badass superpowers because you are an amazing unfolding human and you are an amazing being that is free, then ultimately when you choose your relationships or choose your loving environment that you build your life upon, you're going to choose some shitty ass narratives from the people around you. People aren't going to treat you very well. And people aren't going to listen to you. Because if you don't feel into your value, then you, your value won't be seen by other folks. So what I'm saying is, your voice is super crucial into enlisting your own freedoms. And unfolding into your own journey. And so, it's trippy, right? Like, this inner critic can actually create this inner victim. And there's a censorship that can happen to our own thoughts, like in our own process of sabotaging. So, I just find it really fascinating that there's like these delusions that can ultimately hijack our sense of awareness. And so, if we put our point of attention back into this awareness of what's feeding us, what is nourishing us, what is actually making our consciousness thrive, then our perceptual download can be influenced. And actually, we can choose where we want to leave our own best lives, where we want to go next, who we want to surround ourselves with. And it's a pretty brilliant process. So I wanted to mention that where we have all these layers within us, And if you feel that inner critic come up, take note of it. Notice how you're feeling in your mind based on your thought processes. Notice if you talk shit about other people. Notice if your response in a conversation is wanting to put another person down or wanting to put yourself down. And notice where the illusions lie if you can. So, Let's say this week I was giving somebody a massage, and I was noticing how I was feeling the whole time while I'm noticing this other person's response, and I felt really good and energetic, and then at the end of my hour and a half massage that I gave, I felt kind of tired. My energy had kind of uh, kind of slowed down, and I knew, okay... It's lunchtime. I'm going to need a snack. I'm going to need to give myself some love after this before I go facilitate this mom's group. And so I could foster by my own power of my own design, this awareness of my own unfolding of my needs. So to be able to give to others, I need to give to myself. And so I wanted to dive into that where the delusions of like, oh no, I can keep going, I'm fine, no, this is good, like I can just keep powering through and 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 that's my source of self-esteem because I can just keep giving. As caregivers in our culture right now, we are being domesticated to feel like we can just keep giving and giving and giving and that's an illusion that we need to power through. Because ultimately, we can be dominated by those narratives. So how can we ultimately control our choices via behavior? How can we control our choices through our thought patterns? Well, when you hear that inner critic observe her or him or them, observe those voices inside of you that are putting you down and those points of attention that are like you suck like you you're not good at this and this is why or don't ever think about trying this new thing that that point of tension can also be a place of stretching and the potential to stretch into your capacity so take note of what that voice is saying and you can respond, take a deep breath, notice where that voice is coming out of. Maybe it's like in your solar plexus or in your gut, maybe it's in your voice. Try affirming a an opposing thought like if you feel like for example, if you feel like voice lessons or or learning the piano or Learning how to drive if you don't know how to drive. My grandma never learned how to drive her whole life. If you're like in your 50s and don't know how to drive, and then there's that inner narrative that's saying, what? No, you're too dumb to drive. Well, you say, well, what parts of me want to drive? What what, what would be the benefits of driving? What would be the benefit of learning this skill or learning this new way of Of living my life so it's pretty cool if you feel into that ability to stretch and it is a lot like birth where contractions are this amazing reflections of the power of your uterus and it's an echo in time from your own inner capacity to stretch and transform and to open and bring forth new life well that stretching can also happen in our brains And it's pretty brilliant. Our culture also really feeds into the left side of our brain and less so than our right side of our brain. So if we look at the left side of our brain there's the process of information that they like it's like you see everything as is and you can incorporate the elements of the educational system And the left side ultimately guards the gate of our thoughts and of our actions. And ultimately, we also keep each other in line by peer pressure. And that's the side of our brain that embraces our comfort zone. When we look at the right side of our brain, it's more of like our maverick, creative, inspired, spontaneous, like artist side of our brain. Um, This culture and the way we're kind of brought up these days, our right side is limited in its kind of capacity to really explore. And so what comes out of it, I remember being like 18 and moving out of the house and maybe some of you out there can relate, but I was like, what do I do next? Somebody tell me what to do somebody tell me what the next steps are. I need somebody to tell me because ultimately for 18 years I was reliant on that process, that dynamic, that narrative of needing somebody who knew more than me to tell me how to live my life. I'm really grateful that I listened to my right side come the time that I was 20 and I ended up traveling and feeling inspired to just live outside and to stick on my thumb and go hitchhiking and I weighed the pros and cons and ultimately it led me to where I am now, sitting on this mountaintop chatting with y'all. Inspiration is pretty cool, hey? Like, we might see something or hear something and we might feel super inspired to act upon kind of like a new venture. And so I wanted to bring up the distinction between inspiration versus willpower. I think that there's an illusion that if you feel like you have the will to do it, you can do anything. And that's an interesting kind of deceiving trademark, I think, in terms of our internal download, where actually it's super important to feel inspired. Your inner will is pretty powerful and it can take you to reach your dreams, reach your goals. But without inspiration, there's a lack of creative flow. And so we really need to draw on other people, other places, other ways of living our lives so that we can actually live in more free ways. So I just want to put it out there, what is the most inspiring things that you tell yourself often? What makes you a badass? What makes you amazing? And what are some negative self-talk comments that you tell yourself in your day to day? And something that if y'all really want to dive in deeper is what do you value in a friendship? What do you value in yourself? Another cool approach to find balance between your inner critic that will lead to your kind of victim persona rising to the surface and finding a balance between constructive criticism as you could reflect on what part of yourself would you most like to work on. Another question, final question I wanted to put out there is what three things are you doing to better yourself right now? So we're living in some interesting times. I've heard so many ways of describing these unique times, these uncertain times, these unprecedented times. And I think that uh, ultimately right now in this state of the world, I think that Western civilization, Has a huge control over our choice of behavior through the cross cultural expectations of the Western world. And I just wanted to put it out there that this podcast was created to share a bit about my own process. It started off with my 40 day grief process after my dad died. And I'm going to continue to create bridges between conversations that I'm having with my clients, with people around me. And I'm really curious to see where freedom takes us, our curiosity for freedom anyway. And I talked a bit about how we censor ourselves internally in our own internal embodied system. And within that system, of our bodies. There's all these amazing little systems, right? There's our respiratory system, our hormonal system, our reproductive system, and onwards. And ultimately, we are part of a larger ecosystem. We are part of a bioregional system within and around us. We are a part of a political system. And cultural system at play so there's all these layers of systems right and I'm just curious about exploring the patterns within our systems and how they reflect the systems in our, our outer world and so thank you so much for listening I'm going to just finish up with two more questions for all y'all I'm curious what will you feel really pumped about by the end of the year in a year from now like what will you be really happy about and in terms of like what you contributed towards what you gave birth to in terms of your projects your ideas your own life or maybe the life of another amazing being and what will you feel mattered the most to you and your choices <laughs> I hope those questions are helpful for you and feel free to come up with your own. Have you ever heard of free writing? It's something that you can do every day. You can just take time, spend 10 minutes in front of a journal and just see what flows out of you. And it can be helpful to see what kind of niggly, nagging thoughts can come up. And sometimes your self-critic can be actually, you can have a conversation with your inner critic, which is kind of cool. So I hope that you gathered some tips and tricks today. It was lovely to share some extra wisdom with you all. And I hope that you're feeling empowered, you're feeling resourced, and you're feeling loved. And if you feel like checking me out on birthingfreedom.com, you'll find a little bit more about me, what I offer, where I come from. And if you sign up for my newsletter, you'll find some extra bits of love and wisdom in your email box so why not add a little bit more to your toolbox and i really appreciate the support and love thank you for choosing to listen to birthing freedom with serena take care